0: Welcome to the Glow Up Lounge, a place where the beauty industry finds connection, inspiration, and motivation. I am your host, Brianna Penalas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait for you to hear this week's episode. So we are here with Jennifer Moore Rosenblum of The Skin Games. Jennifer, I am so excited to talk to you. I Absolutely. I'm in love with what you have created. Um, So first of all, I would love to know what do you think your superpower is? Ooh, I think my superpower
1: is, you know, uh, coming up with ideas and actually making them happen Um, and probably connecting people. I feel like I'm really, really good at connecting and
0: collaborating. That is such a magical gift. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you think you came to understand what that superpower is for you and how to utilize it? Well, um, I've always
1: been a an event planner for one, um, okay. so experience in life, right? So you know, way back when I was the person who put together all the stuff in high school, you know, I was a spirit commissioner, right? And then I went to college and um I so San Francisco State um, had a degree called design and industry. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was very it, i I loved it. You know, what what they did with the uh with that is they basically it's on the design side of marketing. So it's everything you do before you get it into the market, you know, like patents and, um, you know, uh, taking a, a problem and finding a solution, you know, taking that solution through the design process and then, um, getting it ready for, you know, tomorrow. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I had a minor in, and, um, in, I'm advertising, but in, um, graphic arts. So I had a lot of this stuff, you know, planning after that, you know, I got married and actually didn't use my, um, my skills from my, um, degree. I actually went into finance because we had our own finance company. And, um, so after my divorce, I had to recreate myself and I, I guess I found, uh, you know, what I was good at and, you know, design and and more creative things. So that's kind of how I got to where I am.
0: What a beautiful journey. Um, so tell me about the skin games because that's where you're currently at for the, uh, for those of uh, who are new to the beauty industry. And then for even the veterans who maybe haven't heard about the skin games, what is it at all about? Well, the skin games is an international competition for
1: skincare professionals, makeup artists, lash artists, and, uh, um, wax artists. And now this year we're going to be, um, adding a permanent makeup category, um, uh, But anyway, basically, it's a platform. It's a marketing platform where you can basically uh, use this platform to get more exposure for social media, because what you're doing is you're um, for the skin categories. Basically, you find yourself a uh, model and then you do an eight week case study trying to get the best results you can under your scope of practice. So you can basically use any products or any you know, any type of machine or anything which is under your scope of practice to get the best results you can. So one of the things I found was that, you know, uh, trying to get yourself out there is really hard. How, trying to just come up with original content sometimes is hard. So this kind of sets you up to create uh, really good content for the internet and also
0: we promote you as well. How did you come up with this event? Uh what series of events in your own life helped you kind of create this concept? You know, that's a really good question, Brianna, because to me, it's like, you know, I
1: guess when, going, going back to my major, you know, finding a problem and coming up with a solution, I guess that's kind of what I, I was trained to do. Right. So um when I uh, got my license, I uh, opened a spa and I was ready to go. But um, for some, one of the, the trade shows I went to, I saw that there was a, well, anyway, I was invited to be a model for a procedure they were doing. And I ended up really loving the, um, the product line. So I I don't know how it worked, but I ended up being uh, the distributor for that product It's a Belgian product. And I started to, you know, just, I know I didn't know much about, you know, distributing a project, I mean, a, a product or anything. <laughs> so I, I, you know, kind of did a little research and I thought, okay, you got to go to these trade shows because you have to sell to other professionals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was doing not very well at all. <laughs> I felt like such a loser. I mean, I'd go, I'd get a 10 by 10 booth and, you know, after getting people to come with me setting up the booth, doing all I mean, you're looking at $10,000, you know, depending on you know, oh, easy. How, yeah, exactly. You know, um, just to feed everyone and get them there and hotel and, and then you buy your space and stuff like that. But at the time, it was like, I was, you know, sitting around with all these big, big companies. Ones, you know, like I would say squares. So mine was a 10 by 10 square, right? And then you get some of these other companies that had like a 20 by 20, you know? So, I mean, it was like a monopoly, you know? I was the little house and there were these motels all over the place. And it was like, how am I going to get them to come to my booth, right? And I thought, how are these people doing so well? These, You know, I I just started looking at that. What am I doing wrong? And then um, seeing that I'm in the area, I went to the San Jose um, Skin Ink show. And I had my booth there and I just started looking around and we had a spa, so I knew some of the other product lines. And so I, you know, was friendly with some of them. And I was just kind of watching them at their booths, their big booths, right? And I'm thinking God, there's, I don't see a lot of people going to their booths, you know, like how are these, you know? So I earlier kind of canvassed the area. I talked to this one guy and I'm like, hey, so are you guys all excited about the show? How are you doing? And he looked at me and he said, oh, you know, we always make our 40,000. Da, 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 da. And I thought, wow, he's making $4,000. <laughs> how am I, how am I missing this? Right. So I went back to my little booth and um, I thought, I got to have some kind of a, something to get people to come to my booth. So I went out and spent a bunch of money on these super cute little, uh, like bags, like little cosmetic bags, They're like polka dots and they have little ruffles. It was adorable. Right. And then I, um, I, it wasn't a big line, you know, so there's only like 15 skews in the line. So I, I, I've lined up all my products and I had like this little beauty bar and they would come and for free, right. I was going to have diagnosed their skin and, and make their, you know, their packet of what I thought would be best for their skin. Right. You know, it wasn't brain science. It was like oily cleanser, you know, mature skin cleanser. <laughs> What's one are you? Right. So I put this, but the thing is, is it was taking too long to um, actually, actually put these things. So I started getting a line and a line. And then at one point, I literally every single person in that show was in my line, <laughs> and it went all the way around because everybody wanted the free stuff. Right. And it was really cute. Um, so anyway, I noticed like some of these other people are coming up, you know, the other vendors are looking at like, what is she, what's going on over there? You know? And so they were so interested. So, I mean, I still didn't do very well at the show. You know, I gave away a lot of free stuff, but but the same guy that I talked to earlier that uh, at the show came up to me and he goes, "Oh my god, you did so good. You know, you must have sold out." Da, da, da. And I said, "Hey, you know what? I never do well in these shows." I said, and, you know, I just, you know, I try my best." And he looked at me and he goes, "Oh, I know. I hate I hate that show." <laughs> it's like, you know, because I, he was basically saying, you know, he doesn't really make his $40,000 pack. I think at one point, you know, you know, they're they were thriving, you know, because maybe more Mm. people were going to the shows who knows right but but anyway it was just funny i thought oh okay so why do i purchase stuff you know like what makes me want to buy and it's usually my sister or my friend or whoever will say oh my god you know jennifer did you see this mascara? Mm -hmm. Look how great my eyelashes look. Ah, you got to get it. Right. I mean, of course I'm going to go get the mascara. Right. I mean, that's how it works. Right. Or you see some, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. They're getting great results. You're like, oh my God, how did you get those results? Oh, I'm using this brand. Oh, I got to go get it. Right. So that's, I thought, well, how, how do I, you know, bring that to the forefront? And so I thought, you know, there's been beauty competitions. There's been, um, you know, uh, hair competitions, all these kind of competitions, but mm-hmm. makeup competition, but never skin, right? So I thought, what a great way! What a great way to show people how, the results you can get, right? So it's a win-win for product lines and also for you know estheticians because for one, you know they're showing their clients, you know through you know their show social media or when they come into their spa or whatever the great results and how they're getting them. Right. And then on the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, other estheticians are watching and they're saying, Oh, wow, I never knew. Right. I got to try that brand. <laughs> so it just, it just works for everyone. So, you know, plus we've, uh, since the years, this is going to be our eighth year. We do have a $10,000 cash price for esthetician of the year. So there's always that
0: Oh, Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> Your website, uh, the Skin Games website, states a statistic that I've heard pretty often in the industry that 90% of the estheticians who actually make it through beauty school and get their license leave the industry within three years. Why do you Mm -hmm. think that is? I think it's uh
1: business, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they get their license, but they, you know, if they're going to work for themselves, they, they have to have some business savvy, you know, you have to get people into your spa, you have to have them return, you know, returning clients. So mm-hmm. I think what happens is they think they're going to be able to, you know, make a living. And without the business end of it, they just aren't able to it. And then to work for, you know, uh, some of these big corporations, you know, they're just not getting paid enough to get well certainly not
0: in california yeah to, to by, right so um yeah what have you seen the games be able to do for those who enter it i would love to hear some of the stories of beauty professionals who have gone through your competition well i, I would say the number one thing i've
1: noticed is confidence it's it's Build up the confidence of a lot of these estheticians, you know, going through, seeing something through. Right. Um, I think also networking. They 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 meet so many more lifetime friends and peers, Um, so they get together a really good networking group. And um just education in general they're teach everybody's learning from each other so I would say those are the main
0: that's so fabulous. I feel like especially with what I'm doing here in Utah, that's a big thing is is finding that network of support in that community mm-hmm. um so beyond entering the games like even just in your own local area or online or on social media, how do you think aestheticians? permanent makeup artists, waxers, you know, everyone can find those supportive communities for themselves?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, probably even like three or four years ago, I, I believe that, you know, Facebook has grown, you know, some of these social medias have grown so much where in the beginning it's like, you know, this is my personal space, you know, don't talk business to me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm noticing now that, uh, you know, business is thriving, especially after the pandemic, um, online. So, I think people are 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 better at searching you know for for groups to follow um and you know uh, networking through their already existing friends to find more i think um it would be great to have more uh directories out there that basically you know you can join um I think that you know uh, you know groups like that if you can you know where you can get education and you can get um, you know, networking. You can, you know, use it as your own platform. I think those kind of groups are the ones are going to be the next, um, the next thing more so than just like groups on Facebook or groups on Instagram or something like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would love to know your thoughts. That do you see in the people you talk to and come across? Do you feel people are wanting more in person networking, like meetups and whatnot, or do you think people are more inclined to try to seek things out virtual?
1: That's a tough call, Brianna. You know, you probably would know more about that than me. But what I do know is one of the reasons why the Skin Games is successful is that we have both, right? Mm -hmm. You know, all year long. We're, you know, talking to each other virtually and stuff. And then at the end of the year, we always have a big event. So people get to actually have a three day weekend, you know, with all these people that they met. And I think that kind of seals the deal with friendships and things like that. Um, Yeah. So I think that um, virtual, virtual has, you know, especially because of the pandemic has taken off to levels that we could have never thought, you know, and so fast. Right. But I still think there's a need for the trade shows and, and things like that, you know, where you can meet people in person.
0: You're in your eighth year. First of all, congratulations for that. That's in, that's oh, phenomenal. Um, secondly, <laughs> over those eight years, what has surprised you the most about what the Games has grown into? Well, at first, I got to tell you, it was really tough because
1: it, it was something that I didn't think was going to be an issue. But um, what, what I in the very beginning a lot of people thought like, Oh, I don't compete. <laughs> you know, I No, no, I you know, skincare is not a competition or or things like that, you know, and I I thought, well, gosh, you know, maybe, yeah, it is, you know, (laughs) we're in business and and yeah, you know, you've got to get people to come to your place. So we are constantly competing in life. That's just what we do. But um, yeah. Do we compete against each other? Who knows? Right. But, but that was one of the things. And then also um, just kind of getting over certain hurdles every single year, the the first year, you know, um, we had a lot of our sponsors were also judges. So, we found that uh, some estheticians, you know, felt that they weren't properly judged because mm. um, they didn't use a certain product or something. So the next year we didn't use sponsors. We, you know, tried to make it, you know, less, uh, you know, more visibility and mm-hmm. transparency and stuff like that. So people felt it was fair. Right. And, you know, there's always things you have to tweak. Um, now we actually do the first part of our judging it's uh, blind. So when, um, when they submit a, uh a, before and after picture, um, we, they don't know who they're judging. It'll have, you know, uh, a player number one or player okay. number two or whatever. So that's a good thing. And also the case study notes that they turn in, if they don't know who they're judging. So that's kind of helps out a little bit because, you know, we're just trying to make it super fair. I mean, if you're going to spend the time and the money to register and stuff for the skin games, you know, you just really need to feel that it's fair. Right. So that's, Always the toughest thing that we have to try to overcome. And I think we're getting there. This year is our biggest yet. Like literally, we've had to even turn down some sponsors. No way. <laughs>
0: which
1: is, yeah, yeah. because usually we have like an limited amount of Diamond and then a limited amount of the next. But um, not because we didn't you know, want them or anything. It's just, uh, you know, we're going to try to get them in next year. But like literally the players has increased. I would say, I would say a hundred percent, like God. literally we're going to have so many players. Like usually we, you know, by, because they have to still submit. So, yeah. you know, there would have been a lot of years where all the, all the players in a category went through because the top 10 in each category get to go through. Right. Uh-huh. So this year, just in acne. I think we're already at 30 players. Right. So that means only 10, one third of them are going to be, you know finalists. So that's going to be a tough one for me because I want everyone to go through.
0: (laughs) No participation trophies for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay, so with with so much growth, what is your best advice for those entering for the first time or even for those re-entering? Um,
1: well, you know, there it just depends on why you're doing it. You know, some people, you know, just want to be part of, some people I would say the best thing you could do is just do it. You know, like quit, you know, talking yourself out of it. There's so many people um, that just, you think, oh, well, maybe I'm not good enough or what if I don't win or, yeah. you know, it takes too much time or blah, blah, you know, the, the, everything, right? But it really doesn't take that much time. And yeah. I mean, you know, everybody should, regardless if they're in the skin games or not, put together case studies. So mm-hmm. it's something that you should do for your business anyway. And why not? You know, why not? So I would say, just do it, you know, get yourself in. And most of the people that participate, always want to try again. And if you're just like a newcomer and you think, well, I'm not sure we have a category that we developed over the pandemic. It's called selfie. It's free to enter and you get to be your own model. So why not just create some content for your social media and let us post some of that stuff too, to get you more followers, you know, mine as well. It's free for that category.
0: <laughs> I love that you have a free option. What um, you said the pandemic, but was there something besides the pandemic that led to the creation of that category?
1: No, it was strictly the pandemic. <laughs> the oh. people, they weren't able to do, you know, it was a way to get people to still have hands on, do something, you get get out of your head, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then there were some people that couldn't complete because they couldn't, um, you know, see their models and stuff. Right. So, you know, I, I, that's why we came up with a selfie. I would say most of the time it's kind of more of a fun category because, you know, most estheticians, you know, they really, it's only four weeks, right? So it's not like you're going to get this dramatic, you know, result <laughs> in
0: four weeks, you know, voila, right. you know, 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But that really, that's truly inspiring to me because just seeing how you're able to pivot even a skincare competition <laughs> in right a pandemic to, to create an avenue for people to k- still compete for the games to go on you know what I had well the thing is it was
1: already a problem right so how are you going to see your clients like we had this one girl she's she, she uh, I said just enter the selfie she goes okay I'll do it right so she entered the selfie and then she said hey you know what I was just wondering could I enter this category in this category but you know I'll just do it virtually and like no, absolutely she goes this is what i was going to do i was going to send him this stuff and i was going to coach him online blah blah, blah. i said what and you know because we have to do something right right you know like let's just say we couldn't see somebody for three months you got to do something right so what a creative way to you know uh still keep moving and um you know stay out of the kitchen, (laughs) right? I would do something during this pandemic. So, you know, so it's a lot of people and you probably know this too, that there, so there's some businesses that really thrived and, and some that, you know, were able to, you know, make a transition or, you know,
0: pivot, as you said, you Mm -hmm. know, the ones who stuck around are the ones who were able to figure out how to pivot for themselves. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. And Thank you for being someone who is support that support to so many. And thank you for sharing your story and, you know, inspiring others by sharing your journey.